Hi, welcome to Trusty Training Tuesday. It is uh, another week and we're on episode 27. So rather than just listening to myself, I thought this week we would have some expert in the room and uh, we would have some actual knowledge from somebody that's doing it day in, day out rather than somebody that's running social enterprises or charities or trusts in their spare time around the main work. So early on in the series, I talked about funding and funding opportunities and I talked a bit around about um, the CVS and how that's assisted me and it gave me quite a good start to what I'm doing now and can do equally the same for you. So I'm uh, very uh, honoured today to have uh, a special guest and uh, can you introduce yourself sir? Hi, my name's Jeremy, um, I work for Salford CVS. Fantastic, so for those that don't know what the CVS is, obviously this is Salford CVS. Indeed. Um, well, what, is, what is the CVS? So, so the CVS is, our role is to support organisations, so we would, we're supporting community groups, charities, social enterprises, um, anything on the not-for-profit side. We don't work with for-profit organisations. Okay. Uh, so, obviously this is Salford CVS, yeah. the whole of the city? Yeah, absolutely. So I go everywhere from Caddishead to Broughton to Odsall to, yeah. Long okay. Yeah, so how, how wide is CVS? Because I did obviously doing a bit of research and I'm aware there's other areas having. Yeah. Is it nationally? Um, there are CVSs all over the country, but not everywhere has a CVS. It's okay. very much dependent on uh, what the local authority thinks. So sometimes it's called a CVS, sometimes it has a different name, sometimes it can sit under a housing association, but they're all doing roughly the same kind of things. Okay, so the, the CVS is that um, a standalone entity or are you a department within local authority or mm. a department with housing? No, we are, we are an independent charity in our own right. Okay. And most of them are, but as I say, occasionally it might sit somewhere else. So funding for CVS, would that be donations from, well, would it be grant funding pots passed to you that you then pass out? Uh, it's a mixture of stuff. So we, we've got, our work is, is funded in part by the um, a contract with the council. Okay. Uh, some of it is a contract with the local NHS because of the work we're doing in terms of social prescribing. And some of the work is we're actually we are acting as a grant funder for somebody else who doesn't want to do all the paperwork. Uh, <laughs> Here's the money, go away and do it. <laughs> That's the cash, I feel good, you've sorted. Yeah. Um, so for yourself then, within the CVS, what's your role? So my role is very much working, I work with community groups, charities and social enterprises most of what I do and what gets most people through the front door is they come and say, I want some money. <laughs> okay? I want to do some money for this project. And that is normally where we start. Kind of how we met. <laughs> yeah, it was indeed how we met. But then we also then have a conversation, well, what legal structure are you? Yeah. So are you a charity? Are you a community group? Um, Etc. So we, we will look at those kind of things and I will support groups to become whatever it is that they need to become, whether that's a charity or just a small community group. Okay. I'll also work with them around their policies, um, you know, health and safety, equal ops, that kind of thing. Putting policies in place. Yeah, making sure that those are all sorted out. Um, and then it becomes just the odd 
you know, any weird and wonderful questions that anybody might want, you know, property management, I know a little bit about it, maybe, sort of, but those kind of things, and very occasionally coming in and working with a trustee board that may not be functioning in the way that they should be doing. Absolutely. So, obviously that's some quite specialist knowledge in there as you go yeah. through it. Is your background from funding or business setups? Or? Um, so, for the last 20 odd years, I suppose, I've been working within charities and co-ops. So, quite a lot that time I worked... I'm, the majority of the, the work that I've done that kind of supports this was I used to run a, um, an advice agency in North Manchester. Yeah. So that was that because it's a small organisation, you do everything. Absolutely. So from seeing the clients coming through the door to doing the funding to fixing the toilet to yeah, everything. everything. Um, which means that you do have that skill set and you learn it because you have to. Yeah, um, And... I've also worked in housing co-ops, um, and I've worked for the CIB and things like that. So Hence, lots of skills in um, procedures, policies. Yeah, and, exactly. And so, I'm working with people as yeah. well. That that whole advice model is about talking to people and finding out what they need and what they want. Excellent. So, um, part of your role here now is, is funding, which obviously is the specialist knowledge that I talked about. Yeah. Um, I think one of the key things when we first met was I was I was completely new to this. I mean, yeah. a while ago now, a few years back, but yeah. completely new to this. And what I found was it was um, just a, a big mishmash of advice and there's all this stuff all over the place. Yeah. And I think what was fantastic was speaking to you was it gives your head a little bit of a wobble. Yeah. And I think if I was starting a business, I'd have a business plan. Yeah. But when you fall into running a charity, I think sometimes you, you're coming from the heart. Yeah. And you don't think with a business head on because you yeah. want to do good. Yes. Um, and I think there were some things that I was blind to which why I found really useful and why I wanted to raise CBS for, for the people listening to this is that it's a, a great way of getting a focus that you might not have because having that, not remote view, but outside view looking yes. in of yeah. somebody that's experienced and knowledgeable, yeah. you can say, well, actually, like you say, simple things, what's your structure? Uh, <laughs> well, well, you're you charitable group, you're charity, you're CIC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, before I saw my CIC, I never even thought of a CIC. No. Until I spoke to you. Yeah. I was looking at either limited and then yeah. you're looking at profit, which is a massive no no for funding. Absolutely. Um, or, or a charity, is, was that more appropriate? And then they were the sort of two that I had in my head. It was all yeah. those other bits in between yeah. that I'd, I'd just missed. Um, yeah. And I found that really, really useful. So, from from your perspective, of, so, and I'm aware you sort of review a lot of um, applications for funding. And, I do. And I'm sure you go blind looking at so many forms. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many times you read buzzwords. Absolutely. Um, in, in your view, what, what sort of things are funders looking for when, when they get an application? What screams good application? So there's a few things that I would say. Um, it's... It, the main thing that you are getting a funder to be interested in is the impact you're having, right? Sometimes I say to groups that actually the activity is almost irrelevant okay. for certain types of things that you're looking at. So a lot of stuff um, is, is about making human connections for people. Mm-hmm. So, and how you're changing your service users. 
the idea of something like social prescribing, for example, is a, it's a really nice thing. So, you know, you go to your GP, your GP can give you a whole load of antidepressants and fine, you go off and take those. But actually, what really might be much better is for you to have some, some uh, human interaction. Yeah. Some, so you reduce your social isolation, you reduce your... Um, you know your loneliness your anxieties because you're actually going out and you're talking to people mm-hmm. right so if what you're doing is bringing a group of people together and they are talking and they're interacting and they're supporting each other and you're making those connections the fact that they're playing cards or dominoes or doing a gardening group or yeah. going for a walk is almost incidental yeah um, from a funder's point of view um, I mean the activity is important don't get me wrong yeah. but what? But it's the change that's happening to those service users that they're more interested in it's that impact that we're really really interested in um, the other thing that I think has got to really come through is the service user voice so it's I, I might have a really good idea Oh, yeah, we'll do this, we'll do this activity, it'd be marvellous, it'd be brilliant. And actually, you go out and you talk to the people out there and they go, yeah, right, I'm not interested in that. And the people who you would really be targeting will never come. Yeah. So a, a lot of funders are looking for that, that voice of the service user so that you go talk to them, you understand their issues. Now, it might be you're coming at, you might be lived experience and yeah. therefore that's a, that's a slightly different position. But that is really critical. And I, the third thing, I suppose, that I would say is the boring stuff, okay? So it's the governance. Okay. So if you are on the Charity Commission website, I don't want to see any red flags next to your, um, your returns. That's Similarly, true. if you're on Companies House, I don't want to see that, yeah. okay? I know of organisations that have lost funding because they've been late with their annual returns. Yeah. It's really clear. Okay, and some are more strict than others. So make sure all of that really boring paperwork is done. Is done. Okay, both of the that that would be my kind of thought. Okay. So I mean, it's, it's quite interesting what you say because you think you set these things up, and if you're new to it, you're not used to it. Yeah. The the funding element or the the actual paperwork that has yeah. to be done. I mean, it's quite a bit. Yeah, there is. I it's mean, it's not intrusive or you know, yeah. over the top, but it does need to be done by dates. It does. Um, and, and you need uh, to get those accounts in, and you need to get those annual returns in. I mean, to be fair, it is, it is common sense. So, if you if you were giving out an amount of money, whatever that amount of money would be, you want to ensure that it's getting to what you want it to yeah. aid, don't you? So, yeah. you know, I mean, what one of the things I've I've always done, obviously, the stuff I'm doing is all voluntary, so there's no wages yeah. in there. It's purely the project. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you find funders um, react when people are taking a wage from what they're doing? I I think if it's a legitimate wage, you're not talking fat cat. <laughs> no 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 no. I don't mean that. I don't. I you know. I think it's it. Look, if you're running a project, yeah, and that project requires somebody to do a lot of work on it, then a wage is a, is absolutely legitimate. I think I think. Sometimes people go, oh, we couldn't ask for that. No, we can't. I, th- I think you have to be honest yeah. about what this project costs. Yeah. Okay. Now, the funder may say, well, I'm not doing wages, but I'll do this bit or yeah. 
that's fine. That's their option. Yeah. But I do think that we as a sector have to be really clear about what these things cost. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes we undersell that um, in the sense that we, oh yeah, we'll, we'll cut that bit out and we'll, we'll not ask for this and I'll do that in my own hours and all of this. But I think for a funder, one, they know what, you know, they, they, the big funders will know what things cost. Yes. Yeah. They know what it is when you're employing a youth worker or something like yeah. that. And and if your costs have been trimmed because you don't think that's appropriate, they'll look at that a bit oddly. Yeah. Okay. So I do think you need to put them in and I do think they need to be really legitimate. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously don't pay yourself two million quid or whatever it is. It's not bad with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things with the... The summer projects I was lucky enough to get the mm. clinical commissioning group yeah. from Salford's uh, funding for the, the whole, sort of holiday hunger type issues. Yeah. Um, and I did pay a team, but either young people paid a living wage, not minimum wage. Yes. Um, everything that we bought to for that event, other than we, we showed some movies and so we had to buy a license, but yeah. everything other than that was locally sourced. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things I always do is you buy from the area you operate in because it supports yes. local businesses, puts yeah, back into local yeah, yeah. And, and that's fantastic. But all the directors for my entity are voluntary directors, which means we all work yeah. and we do this because we love doing this. Yes. Um, however, the young people that are sporting it, yeah. you know, yeah, they spend the time and we yeah. pay them. And, yeah. I, and I found, and they, they thought it was fantastic. We, you know, we thought it was great. We were able to provide like 900 meals across the summer, yeah. which is great. Um, is. Sad that we, in a position where we need to do that, yes, because that's the way the world, unfortunately, we're living. Absolutely. Um, but it was it was a really good project, and I just think that I think people sometimes stand off funding because they're nervous. Yes. Now, in, in the scouting world, as you know, yeah. come scouting, literally, no one at my group will put in a funding application because apparently, I have the magic to do it, <laughs> and, and they're scared to do it. Yes, and and the thing is, the simple reality is. You're gonna. You have to get used to saying no. You've got to hear no. Yes. Because not everyone's gonna do it. No. You know. You get thanks, but no thanks. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, not on this time. But there'll be another round. Yeah. And I think I think that is definitely true. I, I, nobody gets a hundred percent hit rate. <laughs> it's just. And if anybody tells you they do, I'm deeply skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio, are you sure you're telling me the truth? Yeah. I mean, look, I put in funding grants all the time. Yeah. Okay, and I support people to put funding grants in, and we don't get them all, and they never will. Okay, and I think that's you know that, and there are many good reasons why you don't get grants. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, and, and mostly it is because of competition. That yeah. even if you meet all their criteria and it's a good project, actually they're only funding twenty five percent or ten percent of applications. Absolutely. Um, so sometimes you, you you're on the right side of that, yeah. um, and sometimes you're on the wrong side. So I would always go in with a plan that says, I am not going to get all of these applications, and therefore we're going to put more of them in. And I also think, I mean, talking about your example, is that I think we need to, I think a lot of people need to start taking a bit more responsibility for who does the grant applications yeah. because I do think sometimes that all falls on one person yeah. and 
the problem with that is that that person isn't always going to be there. Absolutely. So you need to be able to pass on that knowledge and that skills. And also, you know, I know certain things about organisations, but I don't know everything. Mm. And, and if you're looking for a project with one, you know, one part of your organisation, I could make a load of assumptions about it, but I might be wrong. Yeah. And that could set you up to fail as well. So I think that there's a need for that skills to be going out there. Okay. And I would say the reality is most of us end up having to write stuff in parts of our job. Yeah, absolutely. And it's no different from producing any other report. You just have to think about it logically. You just have to have it structured correctly and practice and get somebody to read it. Idiots. Idiots. Yeah, so I mean, I think one of the key things for me, I think some of the feedback I've done from the early ones, because I reviewed some of the early ones, was that I'd put in a project and I'd, I'd break it down. Mm. They'd say the figures weren't specific enough. Yeah. So, um, I mean, how, how specific are we talking with? Because it, with, when you fund, I mean, obviously you might do this slightly differently from my head. When I, when I come up with a project cost, I a lot rough amounts of money. Yeah. I go in and look what the average is, how much is it going to cost me to get this training yeah. to provide this. Yeah. And then I always get three quotes. Yeah. Usually, you know, the best one that fits yeah. is what we take. Yeah. And not always the cheaper. Sometimes we go to the middle. I try to avoid the, uh, the top, top end, end ones if yeah, I can. Of course. Because it's taking money from another element of your project. Yeah. Um, however, you know, things do change. There is latitude. Yeah. Um, how, how specific do you find that the panels like to see it? Uh, it uh, this is a, one of those how long's a piece of string questions. Okay. Okay. In the sense that some funders are really picky. So if you look at a CBS grant, so they would say things like, you know, um, I'm thinking about the volunteer expenses grant. It will say, you know, uh, 20 volunteers volunteering once a week, um, travel expenses of £4.50 or whatever, a yeah. day saver, you know, and it would be absolutely at that level. You know, you can, you can really see how the calculation has come about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that is what they are looking for. But sometimes you might put, you know, 500 quid, yeah, for, the, for volunteer expenses. Yeah. And that will be sufficient, yeah. It, I, mean, I, I can't see it, the issue with that. Yeah, you can see where I'm coming from because, yeah. you know, some weeks you'll have 20, some weeks you'll have 18, some weeks you'll have 25. Somebody will decide to drop out. Somebody will come halfway through the, 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 the project Somebody said, oh, I don't need anything, I'll just cycle here, you know. And so those, yeah. while it looks like it's really nailed down, it's like this, yeah, actually the reality is, is it's, and you're sticking your finger in your area. Yeah, it's like, uh, the wind. Yeah, we check, check the wind. Absolutely. Um, now, for some things, though, I would always say that, you know, if you have got a genuine quote for a piece of kit... Let's be really accurate about that. So if you can be accurate, then be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's going to cost you, I don't know, to buy a new computer, well, get a proper quote for a new yeah. computer. Yeah. Um, if you're doing salaries, you can work that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Remembering tax and NI and P 
pension contributions and things like that. Yeah. So, but other things like my gas bill for a project, well, that's always going to be a guess. That's a dark art, gas bill. <laughs> it's an absolutely dark art. But you're looking at last year and you're comparing yeah. it and last quarter and, well, we're running this over the summer so we weren't having a heat. Whatever it is, then, then let's be, you know, as long as you can justify where your the the figure has come from, yep. as long as you can go, actually, our gas bill is this over the last year. Therefore, I've apportioned this to this project. Absolutely. Then that's fine. But there always there's always a little bit of wriggle in there. Okay. So I mean, for me, one of the things I think that we do. So when we take, um, we we put any grant in if we get the grant. We obviously retain all paperwork. Yeah. We keep um, a OneDrive. So yeah. It's cloud stored. We keep yeah. it for six years just in case yeah. everyone questions where the money's gone. Yeah. And we literally have an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Other, other brands are available. And <laughs> other brands are um, but we keep a spreadsheet and then literally every seat has got a number. Yeah. R1 through to whatever. Yeah. And the exact to the penny is accounted for. Brilliant. And it's held. I've never been asked um, yeah. for that, but obviously my profession, the yeah. fact that we're trustees, you know, yeah. people could ask quite they, rightly. No, and some not will. Right to. Yeah, no, no, and some will. Let's be really clear about yeah. this. So we, we as a grant funder, will go into organisations and say, I see your receipts. Now we might, we might not go. We, 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 we don't generally go for absolutely every penny mm-hmm. but we will um, but we will make sure that it looks like you're doing it properly so uh, big lottery will sample um, a number of projects they don't do all of them by any stretch of the imagination anymore they yeah. used to but they don't but they can come back up to seven years okay after the project has finished do that my guess is if they're coming back at you seven years down the line something else has gone wrong yeah, some other flag has gone up and they've gone whoa we're going back at that um, but if you've got anything that's to do with European funding you really have to have it all nailed down right, right down to the pennies for all your expenditure okay so uh, you know there's, there's a spectrum yeah. okay and again and this is it, and the European is definitely at one end of that spectrum. Okay, where they want absolutely everything. Post Brexit. <laughs> Post Brexit is a whole heap of different stuff. But the six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then, then we will have our own problem, our own fund to replace it, and who yeah. knows where that will. But my guess is because it will be governmental. So it, there will be a level of that scrutiny, and and the more. The more kind of public sector it is, the more scrutiny that tends to be going with that. So, I mean, I've I found the um, I've done the bags of uh, bags of help Tesco's grants. Yeah, been fortunate enough to win that. Um, I've done two national lottery grants. Good. I find the national lottery don't really say much. No. Um, they come back with a bit of feedback. I mean, I don't. You know what list is wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I always prepare a video of the project. Yeah. So at the minute I'm building a um, a target sports centre. Yeah. And from digging the first hole to pouring the concrete to putting yeah. the, you know, 
it's documented. Yeah. And then at the end, put it all together, get the um, logo from the organisation that's funded us. Yeah. Credit where credit's due, because it wouldn't yeah. have been done without them. Absolutely. Um, as it is, bags of help. Uh, for the Tesco's, they send you a plaque to go up. They do. National Lottery um, send you their logos put out on social media. And I think that's one of the key things that we're really, we have sort of a large presence social media-wise because yeah. we focus on young people. Yeah. That's how they access, access us. Yes. So there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's Facebook. Social media for older people, Facebook. Yes, oh, Facebook, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the kids, I'm not going on there. <laughs> yeah, but the parents are on Facebook. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, we go through those. Yeah. Um, and the, I think that is really popular with the funders that I've It had. is, yes. Because ultimately, yes, they are funding good deeds. Yeah. But there's always a reciprocation of some sort. Yeah. You know, whether it be awareness, brand yeah. awareness, yeah. you know, payback, feedback, positive uh, yeah. views. Uh, and the, the other one would be uh, for housing, that they do regular grants. Yeah. And they're really supportive around Salford. Yeah. Um, which was, it was City West Housing before that, wasn't it? Yeah, it's for housing. Um, for housing, yeah. yeah. Um, so I found that really useful. But yeah. So with just touching on those receipts there, other than, like I said, if you OneDrive, Google Drive, is there yeah. anything you recommend for them to keep rather than buying sort of like QuickBooks invoicing system? Oh, I would never, I would never suggest anybody does 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 QuickBooks. Not unless you're running a, a large yes. payroll. I mean, for the kind of organisations we're talking about, um, you know, those accountancy software, no. It's just, I, I look, I use an Excel spreadsheet. Same as. Yeah. Um, that will be, or something equivalent. Um, it's really easy. Everybody can read it. Yes. So that it's it's one of those things where you can pass it from one organisation, one person to another. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the only thing that might be of use um, uh, is that rather than those files living on your hard drive, yeah. get an external hard drive. Yeah. Ideally, password protected, so that when I, you know, when I say right, my time as treasurer here is done, um, I, you, it's much easier for you to pass everything on yeah. because all you're doing is saying, here's the hard drive, yeah. and by password protecting it, you're also, you know, you're making sure that GDPR and things Absolutely. like that are, are, are covered. Um, because otherwise, you know, most of our home computers are not um, <laughs> password protected. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because why would you? It's your own. It's too. your own. You're yeah. at home. So, but actually, technically, you're an organisation, yes. and therefore you need to do that. But yeah, that will be my. my I think we on. we sort of go into a grey area, really, don't we? Where yeah. when we're running these, if we, if we were at work, you've got your work head on. Yeah. And when you're doing charity or trustee stuff, you're at home. It's your hobby, and you you sort of switch off a little bit, and there's so many things that can catch you. Yeah, you've got to be mindful of. I mean, the, the reason we use Google Drive and um, OneDrive yeah. is because it can be accessed from anywhere. It's yeah. password protected, it's encrypted. But equally, I can log in. My treasurer can log in. The uh, auditor. We have an independent auditor that looks yeah. at figures uh, who are. Although part of the organisation, they are one step removed, not yeah. in the day-to-day running, um, and they will ask difficult questions. Good. So, for example, if they go in and say, 
Right, we've looked at your receipts there because what we do is we'll have um, the spreadsheet yeah. and then there'll be just a file of receipts yeah. numbered. Yeah. So like, well, we've, we've gone in and received four, five and six, isn't there? Where's that money? Yeah. And they will ask you testing questions and if you can't answer it, it's like, yeah. put, put a form in. Yeah. You know, like with the bank transfer or the bank payment from the card, however you've done yeah. it, explaining why there's no receipt. Yeah. And they will make you dot every <laughs> yeah. I cross every T. But it has to be because... Yeah. Unfortunately, the, this sector, there is very different audit methods to the workplace. Yeah, right. and, and I find the Charities Commission maybe sometimes are a little bit reserved in coming forward to yeah. challenge things. Yeah. I think and they don't want to be seen as an enforcement body to too much. Um, and if it's serious, which are serious, serious stuff, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're very wrong. reactive to when, a, when anything goes wrong, they're yeah. on you like a ton of bricks. <laughs> okay, let's be really clear about that. Yeah, were you talking like serious crime then? Yeah. Yeah, well, or, yeah or, or breaches. So, you know, the whole, there's sort of things like Oxfam. So... Yeah, that was bad. That, <laughs> that was, was bad. That was huge. <laughs> but also things like the President's Club. So the President's Club was a really interesting area. I mean, it's dodgy black tie fundraiser. (laughs) Loads of sleazy guys from the city um, coming to pay... I don't know what they paid a table, but they paid a lot of money for a table. All the women who were serving, and they were all women, were all scantily clad, and there was a lot of harassment from them. It was was horrible. It was truly horrible. It's not sounding good, obviously. You know... um, and, and but they were raising money for places like Old, um, St. Old, um, Ormond Street, yeah, I'm sure. Um, in London, yeah. Um, and there was a, it all came out of the you know how bad the fundraiser was. So there was a real discussion about well, do we accept money from this? Yeah, yeah from this, you know. Um, so that then there was a you know, and actually. What had happened was the money had already been transferred, so does the hospital then give it back? Yeah. And that's it's interesting where, to know, yeah. yeah. And that's where the charity commission waded in on that one and you know, at what point do you decide to make a decision about giving money back because you don't like the source of it? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. The thing, I yeah. mean, just to be clear, you get money from CBS, it won't be anything like that. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, we know there's nothing like that. But, you know, but that was, you know. You won't be the source of a Charities Commission inquiry. Yeah. Um, brilliant. But, the, but on a, a slightly, but if you think about sponsorship from BP at the moment, yeah. so there's a lot of protest around sponsorship from BP. Yeah. So that's, that's more of a grey area for some people. It's not for others. It's really clear that you shouldn't be taking money from them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way of the world it changes daily indeed so um, looking at applications or looking at those starting out so you come in you, you've managed to switch on and you've listened to this and you think I need to contact CBS so yeah. you, you come in you make an appointment with somebody legendary like yourself yeah. and what is it you're looking for so the person will have an idea yes of an area so say for example um, I come in with an idea and you know in your area there's already five projects of that nature running. So, um, would you advise? Well, it depends on where. You, so, there's an interesting question about duplication, overlap, yeah. and things like that. If you've got 
if you've got something which is just the fact that you're going to do the same thing, but you're doing it in, I don't know, in Cadishead, and I know that there are four projects in East Salford. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't got a, you know, or I know that that group over there is struggling because it can't meet its capacity, you know, the demand. Fine. Do something else over here. Um, but if there's a kind of right, you're doing it the day after in the same location, you get this. We might have a conversation about the fact that, you know, maybe you want to go and talk to that group yeah. and say, actually, I'm really interested in doing this. And they go, well, we need, you know, we need some volunteers or could you do this part of the project? So would you like to take that? They, those projects are invariably looking for extra people. Yes. Okay. So that is absolutely fine that you go and do that. You don't have to set up something new. Yes. Yeah. Um, if something's already there that exists. Do you find many people do, there is a lot of duplication. There's a lot of similar types of activity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's an, any number of curling groups in Salford. Okay. I, I think it was a pet project of one of the health improvement okay. services and they set them up. It's great. It's indoor bowling. It, you know, it gets people a little bit active. Yeah. Fine. Great. Fine. Have them all over the place. You, you can go and play curling any day of the week. You and can compete. Each other. You <laughs> compete. There's leagues. Um, and so, you know, I, yeah, there is overlap and things yeah. like that. But I, I think there's room. Right, okay. Okay? I don't think... Um, I don't think that there's a, there's a... You know, we've got to saturation point in the number of activities out there. Yeah. And, and because you put something in a different place, or it's a slightly different variant, or it's a Monday afternoon rather than a Thursday afternoon, sometimes that means you get a different group of people. Yeah. Who would never have gone to the other stuff, but because you're doing it in their you know, church hall yeah. or in their community, they're more likely to come. You know, there's still a lot of people out there who, you know, need support because they are lonely or yeah. they have dementia or they have mental health problems or whatever it is. There's still a demand. And I don't think, you know, you know, we're nowhere near saturation point in terms of activity. Right. to support that group those groups of people would be my take now I, I you know sometimes I think you know setting up another group doing almost the same thing as that group over there is like why are you doing that yeah I we think sometimes the same people aren't you? yeah you are it depends on where you're sitting I think at a local on uh, the, the kind of micro if you, small neighbourhood stuff yeah yeah then um, I think there's loads of room to do stuff. I think sometimes if you're looking at city-wide or regional-wide or national level, yeah. then I'm going to go, why are you setting this up? Because there are already half a dozen organisations doing it. Yeah. Why are you going to compete with them? Yeah. So there's a, you know, there's a scale argument and there's a locality argument in there and stuff. How, how do you find sort of trends in So at the minute, for example... Isolation, yeah, is huge. Um, knife crime will yes. always be big because kids will, yeah, just won't stop stabbing each other. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of work going on about those type of products. Yeah. How, how do you find it? Do, do people tend to it hits the press and you, you get a load of 
fund for that or do the funders tend to go right well we need to put money around this we need to wrap around this I, I think you do see trends okay. there's definitely trends yeah. that I would say out there so mental health is is something yes um, and within that kind of isolation which is a slightly different issue but kind of have overlaps yeah. um, knife crime is definitely food just feeding people mm. you know food banks yeah. Luncheon clubs, holiday hunger, breakfast clubs. See, that's not going away, is it? That's not going away anytime soon, yeah? So I think there's a lot of that. There's there's a little bit of movement around the climate change stuff, but that tends to be campaigning, so that's slightly separate from the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah? Um, so that's a slightly different but that's that's only something that I think will grow whether that then turns into something where you know we're talking about actual activity within a locality rather than going to say actually you know we're going to shut down the centre of London um, that's a different yeah. you know is it about tree planting is it about how we you know, green our city is it about how we stop the traffic, yeah. you know, um, get more cycleways. Well, a lot of that work has to be done at a kind of local authority and above. And so yeah, absolutely. it's not something we would get involved in necessarily. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll say the, the stuff from my perspective. Yeah. You know, I've got a really conversation about it the other day. Yeah. Um, I see it through work, through professionally, you know, sadly that there's a lot of work to do there. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to sink. And you can, you can go on YouTube and there's, hundreds if not thousands of videos relating to it yeah everyone's got something to say about it you, you could go on on yes. here on the podcasts and you'll find hundreds yeah if not thousands of podcasts talking about keeping yourself safe say long travel safety yeah, yeah. yeah. but it doesn't seem to it doesn't change that. anything no i mean we do no, with the dv everyone that does the dv with us you get you do the key about the knife uh, awareness stuff and everyone does a hard start yeah because for me keeping yourself safe, but then putting back into your community, being able to start a heart is a really important thing. Yeah, That matters to me. Yeah. Um, we, we don't charge for that and I never will. No. I mean, we did Soft City Academy, we did the whole of year 10. Yeah. And we're going back again, um, which is a very intense day because the whole year group is... That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. But <laughs> the, the upside to that is they walk away. Yeah. Knowing how to start, and it could be their loved ones. More yeah. importantly, it could be me because I'm that magic four to eight group. I could be on the deck that um, So yeah. Um, okay, so um, if somebody wanted advice starting a charity or a trust, yeah, how how would you advise them? I'd like to know what they want to do. So that's my first question. Okay. So what it is that you want to do? Because that's the thing that's driving everybody. Yeah. Everything else after that is 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 detailed. Is <laughs> admin. <It's> admin. <laughs> but yeah, what is it you want to do and why are you doing it? Yeah. Um, and I think that's that, that, that's first question. And then there's a scale argument. Is this something you want to just do, you know, run one night a week on a voluntary basis, then... We're going down one line. Yes. If what you want to do ultimately is, is get paid to run an organisation, mm. then we're going down a very different line. Yeah. yeah, we're going to talk legal structures and things like that. Yeah. So there is that. So it's what you're doing, why you're doing it, 
how much money is this going to cost? Mm. Yeah. So let's have a conversation about money because it's important. Okay. Now it might be you you need a little room hire money and you just need a thousand pounds to get this up and running. Yeah. Great. But we'll do something. But if you're going to do something more complicated, let's look at the budget and let's think about that. Because that will then inform a number of things. So that conversation will inform what legal structure you are going to have or whether you need a legal structure. It's going to inform where we're going to look for funding. It's also going to think about, you know, who else we need to recruit to do this. Do we need more volunteers? Have you got them? Do you need paid staff? Do you need any training that goes with that? Are we talking DBS checks? Are we talking, you know, specialist training courses yeah. all of those things so it, and, and from that initial idea we can make the plan yeah that's I like a plan always have a plan <laughs> always have a plan going somewhere yeah exactly so that at least you've got an idea and let's make a realistic plan as well yeah you're not going to solve all the world's problems tomorrow no you're not going to stop homelessness in, in Salford no okay you're going to alleviate it and hopefully you can get some people off the street maybe if that's where you're going yeah but you're not going to solve it all yeah i think that one of the, the key issues or one of the things that sort of i've struggled with is most of the stuff i'm doing is with youth yep but then you get exposed to social isolation simple things like talking to my dad who perceives the world in a very different way that i do yeah and effectively being scared of the modern world. And yeah. I can understand that because yeah. you see what's going on in the streets around you. Yeah. You know, it's a different world than I was growing up. Yeah. You know, and people were a lot cheekier than yeah. I remember playing football and if Mr. Smith came out and said, move away from there, you moved away, away from, from there. there. You didn't F and Jeff at him and tell yeah. him that I know my rights and I can kick my ball against your wall if I want, I want to. to. Yeah. He'd said go, so you went. Yeah. <laughs> because the next thing, he'd just go and tell your mum and you'd have that whack, whack, whack. <laughs> when that was socially acceptable, obviously not that it is. No, not that it is, no. no <laughs> it did me no harm. <laughs> well, that's always a debatable point. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently if you get hit when you're a child too much, you, um, you lose your hair. And, <laughs> and being a bald man, maybe that's something to do with it. So I think, for me, I think we you get drawn in different things. I'm ex-military, and I do do a lot of stuff for veterans. I've yeah. never applied for funding for it. I just yeah. go and do stuff because yeah. that's close to my heart. Yeah. And you can have multi-things, but you don't want to be seen as you just, not cashing in, but you're sort of aiming at the next trend. It's, yeah. The veteran stuff's never going to go away. Because no, it isn't. The support. It's always going to be needed. You send somebody to war, they're going to come back my stuff. They are. Uh, sure. There we go. Social policy for you there. You get everything on this. Yeah. Um, but you've got that. You've got the, the social issue, the, the um, loneliness. Really, yeah. really bothers me. Fundamentally, yeah. bothers me because you think we're always plugged in now. So, yeah. 50, you know, 50, 60, 70 people on social media. Yeah. And you're always talking to people. But you're not. But you're not. You, you're far lonelier now because you're connected. Than when you used to have to go out, and you know, there's a lot to be said for the Veterans Cafe down yeah. there. You know, there's a lot to be said for just meeting up, yes, just chatting, yeah. You know, and that was the that was what we're saying right at the beginning of this around social prescribing. Yes, where I said that you know the 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 activity. I don't care what the activity in some ways is. <laughs> it's about that human connection, and it's about that conversation that you're having with somebody. 
And that, I think, is much more important than staring at your phone. Yeah, it's a good idea. Well, that's, that's fantastic. So if I were to um, say I had a, a wonderful idea and I wanted to start out, how would I contact Salford CPS? Uh, you'd either uh, give us a ring. Okay. okay. Um, go on our website. There's a lot of stuff on our website, contact details. Um, yeah, give us a ring, 0161. 7879. If you are looking in your areas that you're wider than Salford, uh, just use Google, yeah. put in CVS, put, type in your town and CVS. If it's there, it'll come up. Yeah. If not, it'll bring up what is there in its yeah. place. For example, I think Trafford have rebranded theirs, I think. Yeah, Trafford's a bit of a, I, I don't, yeah, there's Thrive and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Manchester has Mac. Yeah. And yeah, Oldham, Rochdale and Thameside are action together. Action together sounds beautiful. So there's plenty of stuff out there, but I really would recommend you just getting involved, getting some proper advice before you start. Because Google's great, but what you will do is you will perceive it from your viewpoint. Yeah. Uh, you, you come to these places, you've got specialists that know what they're talking about, and they're there to help you do some good. Yeah. So, thank you very much. No As ever, you lot, keep doing the good work, and I will catch you next week. Take care.